Welcome to Staying Healthy Naturally, a show that focuses on healthy ways to help you achieve optimal wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Gary Krakoff. I have a degree in naturopathic medicine, and I'm a pharmacist down the street at Johnson Compounding and Wellness on Main Street in Waltham. And today I'm very excited to have as our guest Tamara Luck. And I'll just tell you all a little about Tamara. She's a registered dietitian with an integrative and functional medicine training. She attended the University of Massachusetts for her Bachelor's of Science and then completed her dietetic internship at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center right here in Boston. After her clinical experience at the hospital, we were very happy that she joined us at Johnson Compounding and Wellness as our second integrative and functional dietitian. Tamara loves working with customers and clients to reach their goals through optimizing diet, gut health, and lifestyle. And Tamara, I have a whole sheet of questions for you, and we only have a half hour. All right. So we're just going to start going, and we'll see his, his, how far we get. Awesome. So since you talk about food in your sessions, sure. what kind of diet do you recommend? And also, what do you think about the word diet? Sure. So... I think there's so much in the media uh, right now about different diets and what diet a person should be on. Um, but when I think about the word diet, to me that's more of a lifestyle. And when we look at the definition of diet, I like to look at the definition that just encompasses what a person eats. So not um, being on a diet or off a diet. So what I've seen you doing at, at the wellness center is not so much telling people do this for a certain amount of time, you'll lose the weight or get healthier, and then people will then drift back to their old habits, and that's probably why, quote, diets fail. So right. you work at more lifestyle changes that they can live with and keep going. Exactly. It's not such a fun mentality for anyone to either be on a diet and then they feel like they mess up and then that throws them off the diet. Um, and then they just, that's the whole reason why this diet culture and diet business is a business because people are either on it or off of it and it creates not so many good feelings when you feel like you want to go out to eat and have french fries and then you feel like you're off the diet and you have to take months to get back on it. And you penalize yourself. So right. Do you feel if somebody is behaving and eating well all week and there's a special occasion on the weekend or they go out, is it all right to have that piece of cheesecake or that nice homemade bread and pesto even if you're trying to cut down on some of the um, carbs? Yeah, I think uh, part of our lifestyle and diet can be enjoying the food that we eat. Yeah, we should because right. food's a lot of fun. Okay, right. so now you led into it. There's a lot of trendy diet mm -hmm. or fad diets in the media. How do people know what's the best diet for me? Right, it can be really tricky, especially when in the media someone's promoting this diet and it might have worked really, really well for them. But we have to remember we're all different, so what might work for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other person and something that I really like to do is take all those things into account of why something might work for someone or might not work for someone. It just could be their lifestyle, their job, uh, what kind of food they've access to or even more specific their hormones and nutrient levels that can all play a, a role into um, to what a diet or a lifestyle would work for someone. And what, what do you tell people when they come in? I know a lot of people come in and they'll say but I'm craving carbs and sugar. Yeah. 
and I can't not eat them. Is that just they don't have the willpower or they need to be on a diet or could something else maybe in the gut be going on? Could totally be gut related, definitely. That could be a lot of different things with the sugar. It could be something, um, a bit of a dysbiosis, so an imbalance of good and bad bacteria or even some yeast in the intestines and the gut. Um, it could also be that circle of eating really sugary foods and then having a bit of a blood sugar um, spike and then crash and then that just you kind of more. creates more of a cycle. Um, something that I like to do too that may be um, some, something that we couldn't really get into much at the hospital that I was working at is getting into some maybe more of the emotional things. Sometimes if we're really stressed out and we're running through nutrients a little quicker maybe we are craving some things that will give us energy right away if we're not sleeping as well so all of these things can factor in and it's nice to be able to take the time and figure those things out with someone so it sounds like it's not just the food you're eating or not eating that sitting down for a, a consult to figure out what's going on with you specifically and then what can we do to fuel the body properly and help stop these cravings just some biochemical right. things things like candida some of its metabolic waste crosses the blood-brain barrier and makes mm -hmm. you crave the carbs and sugar exactly. so it, a lot of times it isn't the person not having willpower right and, and I think willpower that word can kind of create a lot of um, it's really harsh on the person to think oh why can't I achieve this when there's really some really strong driving forces going on in their body and then getting that information from you it's probably very empowering to the person because most diets are real it seems are really set up to fail <laughs> yes. that you lose the weight as long as you're very rigid about what you're doing and no most people can't do that for life so you're right. going to fail and then you go on to the next diet right. okay so have a list of a few specific sure. diets um, keto diet has been very sure. big Keto diet, a lot of people have had excellent results. Mm -hmm. Keto diet, from what I've heard, and you're the expert, for most people, it might be good for a period of time or to eat a little more keto-like, but to be on, what is a keto diet? And right. to be on a strict keto diet, is that the way they should eat the rest of their life? Right, so the keto diet is a really high fat diet, and they really minimize the amount of carbohydrates that you're consuming. And so for some people, like you mentioned, they are having really good success with it, um, especially for weight loss, and it can maybe help them to balance their blood sugar as well. But it's not supposed to be a long-term diet. And I think there can be some confusion there because it can help people get to their, um, achieve their goals, whether it be weight-related, but um, we really want to make sure that it's not a long-term thing. We need to cycle some other things and other foods back into the diet and make sure it's not a forever diet. Okay, but done properly, it can be beneficial. It could be, and I think also too, with the keto diet, when we think of fat, we, we could just eat french fries and butter and bacon, Right. but we also need to remember the things that will give us a lot of vitamins and nutrients as well, like dark leafy green vegetables. Those you can eat on the keto diet. Yep, so, and also, the good fats as opposed the fats, to the yes. bad fats. Exactly. Okay, the next one is one difference between vegan and a vegetarian diet. And you hear a lot about the vegetarian or a vegan diet is the healthiest diet and people should get on a vegan diet and that's all they have to do. 
benefits, risks, things to watch out for? Right, and I think it's kind of funny because there are those people that are like, this is the ultimate diet, and then now we have these keto people that are eating all Everyone this animal product. Everyone has the best diet. Right. Um, so the vegetarian diet could just could span a few different things. Um, it could be include fish and eggs and dairy products, and then um, someone who is a vegan would not consume any anything from an animal. Okay. So in theory, it could be really great if someone's doing it some more of the healthy way. Um, so there's a lot of junk foods that are vegan these days, like even Oreos are vegan. But um, if we're really maximizing the amount of vegetables, getting some good protein in, then the vegetarian or vegan diet could work for someone. Some people's bodies respond a little bit better to it than others. Um, so that's sort of taking a look at how you feel when you are eating this a certain way. I will say for the vegans and vegetarians, there are some nutrients that they should be careful about. Such as? Yeah, so the first would be protein, of course. Um, so some people might, might find that they're getting enough, but some people maybe might want to add in a protein powder, a vegan protein powder just for an extra boost of protein. Okay. Um, another vitamin is B12. B12 we get from meat and animal products. So for cutting those out completely, it might be really important to be taking that as a supplement every day. And I'll throw in from this side of it that it should be the methyl B12, yes. not the cyanocobalamin. Yes. Much better absorption and utilization. Right. What, what I hear from a lot of people, we have a large vegan community in Waltham. Yeah. Um, a lot of them s feel they're doing it properly, but when you start asking what they're eating, it sounds like they're mm. very, very shy on the protein. So on the vegan side, what are some good sources of protein? Sure. Um, so we would like to think about other food sources that have a good good deal of protein in them, yeah. whether that could be quinoa combining with some beans, um, some even nuts will have a little bit in there in addition to fat. And then I do like to recommend um, tempeh, which not everyone has tried before. Um, if Some people don't really like tofu, uh, but this is the... What's the difference? Yeah, so the tempeh is fermented soybeans. Um, so it has so, a fermentation process. Okay, so that, that's really when we talk about the health benefits mm -hmm. of soy from the Orient, that's really tempeh, not so much tofu. Right, I think it has some added benefits in there because of the okay. fermentation process. And it's got maybe just a nicer texture than the tofu. So that might be something new to try um, in addition to some of the things that they've already been trying. And they don't want, just want to make sure they're not overloading on soy. Yes. with soy nuts and soy butter and Definitely. soy milk because it is estrogenic and too much soy sure. for anyone isn't good. Okay, so now let's move on. Um, should people try any of these diets? And what can they do when you're working with someone? Again, we're using the word diet, right. but eating habits. What can people do to, to help so they're not just cycling diet to diet? Right. How, how, consult. I sure. come in, I have a problem, I want to lose some weight, I'm not eating as healthy as I should, maybe my digestive system is a little bit off, um, I'm only going to the bathroom every uh -oh. other day, <laughs> and I can't lose weight. Right. How yeah. would you approach? So I think first step, like you mentioned, you know, is always starting from where you are, where the person is starting from, and seeing what beneficial things we can add to that lifestyle already to make it a little bit 
more healthy or to help them reach their goals. Um, so maybe especially if there's some component of not going to the bathroom quite enough, um, we really want to focus on water and vegetables with fiber in that and see how we can start to incorporate that as part of their life. So whether that be in snacks and or in lunches or if you are eating out, um, what choices can we make when we're eating out that will best suit you? Okay. And so it really would be looking at our diet, our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Also, stress has a lot to do with it. Besides yes. the eating, when we're stressed, we don't digest as well. Exactly. So we're not getting the nutrients out, which will probably make us more hungry. So we're yeah. consuming more calories to get the yeah, in, yeah. So. and we can um, take it even a step further with individualization um, and consults with some more testing. Um, so that would either look at gut health, and we've been talking about some of the cravings that might be associated with gut health. Um, and then we can also take a deeper look at micronutrient status and see if there are any things that we're missing. You know, our soil doesn't have quite as many minerals in it as it used to. And like you said, when we're stressed out, we're going through our vitamins and minerals a little quicker, so it might be worth it to to look at that a little bit more in depth and then make a really personalized recommendation. Okay, based so on you that. can provide the kits for an in-depth stool analysis or even looking at all the different vitamins and nutrients. Definitely. Levels. Yep, Excellent. and that, that one with the vitamin and nutrient levels can look at protein levels as well. Um, so that one can be a good one for vegans and vegetarians um, because sometimes we can see different bodies work well with different amounts of protein. Um, so we can really see the data and see what's going yeah, on right in the body. what's going on to yeah. the person. Okay, what else do I have on my <laughs> list? Okay, another big area. Does gluten or dairy-free mean... I can't go out to a restaurant, I can't go over someone's house, and not if somebody has an anaphylaxis reaction to dairy. Right. But if I eat gluten, get very bloated, very tired, I eat dairy, I get very gas. I keep talking about me, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> the person gets very, very gassy. Does that mean they can't go out? And if they do, we live in New England, the ice cream capital yeah. of the world. If someone does have a little bit of a problem with dairy, is, I'll add on to that. Is there something they can do so they can have a little bit of good ice cream? Yeah, for sure. And I, I like to say, I think this is probably the best time to be alive and have some of these food intolerances. If we look back even 20 years ago, I don't think it would have been as fun to try and navigate finding gluten-free or dairy-free things. Yeah. But now we go at uh, all the grocery stores. Well, and what's nice is there's... At first, most of the I found most of the gluten-free food tasted like cardboard. Oh, totally. And then they got it tasting well, but they pumped it up with a ton of sugar yeah. just to flavor the cardboard. But now <laughs> a lot, like some of the crackers and the baked goods are even better gluten-free than... Yeah, there's some really great products coming out. So, you know, at the grocery store trying some of those new things, a lot of the restaurants are being more accommodating with these food sensitivities and intolerances. So, you know, just being a little assertive and asking for what you need. And I think you can still go out to eat and have a really great time. And Boston's a pretty accommodating place. There's even some vegan ice cream places. A lot yeah. of the restaurants are really, really accommodating. And also what I'm finding is people are realizing that it doesn't mean you can't go out to eat. And with, with a meeting with you, for someone who's a little confused, can you help them navigate what to eat? Because even some of the fast food chains, mm -hmm. there are healthier options there. 
Definitely. And, you know, at restaurants, too, um, we can make really simple modifications a lot of times to, to make it fit whatever lifestyle and allergies and whatever you need. And that's a really great option, and most restaurants are really great well, about that. So you can go out to eat. You can, you go, can go over somebody's yeah. house. And then we have some things at the store, too, that can help with digestion. If you do have that ice cream and you need a little something to help um, break down the lactose, we have some enzymes that help to break it up. And then we also have some digestive bitters, um, which you can take before or after a meal to kind of help ease digestion. And also there's a few products now for people who don't have celiac, mm -hmm but are gluten sensitive yes. that help break down the gluten. Yes. Which is probably, if someone's pretty sensitive to gluten, that would be a good thing to take if you aren't eating in your own home where you have 100% control. If you go over someone's house or go out to eat, even if you tell them you need to be gluten-free, take that enzyme in case a little gluten sneaks in so you'll enjoy the meal. That's a great one. After the meal. Yes. All right. So someone with multiple food intolerances or gut health issues that prevent them from eating certain foods, what would you recommend? Sure. So I think it's all about taking a look at the individual, as we had mentioned. Um, and sometimes it can be really frustrating when you feel like you have so much going on in your gut and you feel like you can't eat anything. And sometimes that's more, more of a shorter term thing. And, you know, as we work on gut health and some of the other things going on, maybe we can increase uh, what you're able to eat and really make sure that those things that you're cutting out, that you're not cutting out too much so that um, you're still able to enjoy your foods. And when we start restricting so much, it can get really tough. And also I've found, I'm sure, and this is your area mm -hmm. of expertise, a lot of times it isn't, People are trying to figure out what did I eat that mm -hmm. caused this problem. Sometimes those food sensitivities can take a couple of days right. to show and who remembers what they had two days ago right. for lunch. And I found it's also can be a combination. It could be a little bit of a lot of different foods yep. as opposed to a whole lot of one food. Yeah. So what's your thought on if you do have food sensitivities and you're not sure what it is, maybe not eating the same food every meal or every day rotating yeah. the foods. Yeah, and I think like you said that delayed response can make it really tricky because you're not putting something in your body and right away having that reaction. Um, but I think there are a few that you can kind of take note of. Um, for example, canker sores or some rashes that can often be related to gluten. Um, or something like excess mucus production, or if you feel like you have um, post-nasal drip all year round, that could actually be related to dairy, mm -hmm. that excess mucus production. So there are some little tips and tricks um, that I can help people with to try and figure out what it is. Very good. Now, it used to be, it was the senior citizens that we'd hear a lot of, that there's only six foods I can eat. Mm. And that's not that they're getting old. It's that the food sensitivity of the gut's been out of balance mm -hmm. for more decades, so it's leaky or causing problems. If somebody has whatever they eat is really, for the most part, bothering them, mm. is there, um, do you have available some food sensitivity testing? And that way, at least the highly reactive foods, you can get a list, let's cut all these out for now. Yeah, we is can. Is that available? We can definitely do that. Something that I also like to do is taking a good look at the gut and what's going on in there. Because if the gut, if we're having some imbalances in there and maybe some bacteria that we don't quite want or at too high of a level and our gut's inflamed, we might be reacting to everything we're eating. 
And so we don't want to then cut out 40 <clears throat> different foods. Um, we really need to fix work on the, the gut. Why. Yes, and fix the why. My mentor 30 years ago said the answer to most food sensitivities is fix the gut, tighten it up, mm -hmm. the immune system calms down, and you can usually reintroduce right. all those foods. So there's right. no need to be limiting your diet more and more and more. Yeah. Okay. Um, one, one area I think that hopefully you can address for us is people are taking longer to get to work it, with, between the kids or different activities. Time is getting shorter and shorter. So I hear I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to pack a meal. Um, I didn't have lunch and I'm starved so I just went and I got a bagel and something like that. So what can people, do you have any quick tips for easy things to plan, cook, and eat? And what sort of suggestions do you have for those people, not just for the three meals, but it's also important to have a go-to in between? Yeah, definitely. I love this one because I think we all feel it. Full as your eyes. But um, one of my little tricks is um, I do like to plan ahead a little bit and tell people, you know, try and think about it ahead a little bit, but that doesn't mean you have to meal prep every single, you know, prepare these little containers of every single thing that you're and going the to put in. Stack. Yeah. I mean that gets gets boring and that takes up a large chunk of time at once. So I like to think of ways to be cooking or preparing certain things in advance that take the least amount of time. So when Such the, as. Yeah. So when the oven's on Let's get in as many things in there as we can. So instead of just, you know, a sweet potato, how can we put in more vegetables and some protein, maybe a chicken, and get that all roasting while, so while you're cooking, you're getting a lot of things done. And then if you are cooking and then eating something, you can put another tray back in there or be boiling some eggs on the stove to have as hard-boiled eggs for a snack, things like that. And how about not just making dinner for tonight while you're making it, yeah. make enough for another meal so yeah. then you might have lunch the next day. Or exactly. Dinner. Leftovers are my best friend. Um, and there's really fun ways to spice things up a little bit too. So if you are just roasting some broccoli or something, you know, getting some fun sauces like a pesto or even a hummus and putting that on for the next day with a salad can uh, spice things up a little bit so you don't have to be eating boring and the same thing every day. And what about the people who every day for lunch, mm -hmm. exact same sandwich or exact same salad, is that, salads are healthy. Yeah. Is that a healthy way to eat five days a week, have the exact same lunch? I think it's fun to spice it up a little bit, you know, we want to have different tastes um, and we also want to get different nutrients and minerals from the different types of foods that we're eating. So yeah. it is good to have some variety, especially when we think about eating in season. Um, it's nice to get the things that are the most fresh and um, most local and, and that can really make a difference as well. So going on that thread, sure. in season, we're coming into the cooler weather, mm -hmm. is making a nice thick soup or stew, yeah. even if it's meat free. Is, is that a good diet? What sort of things should be in that to have a balanced stew? Yeah, so for like a nice big pot of soup, I like to think about, um, even if it is meat-free, getting in some protein in there, that could be with beans or lentils are really great for soups. And then some vegetables, whether that be broccoli or cauliflower or some spinach, getting that in there as well and making it nice and hearty. And I think, you know, as the days are getting colder and the 
the light is getting a little less and less. Um, I think we all kind of crave something that will warm us up a little bit. So soups are great. Um, and there's lots of squashes and pumpkins and things like that. And the nice thing about that is instead of making a little pot of soup, make a yeah. bat of it, divide it up, put it in the freezer. Then if you're running out the door and you didn't plan lunch, you can always grab one of the soups or stews. Yeah, and um, now the, in addition to a crock pot, a lot of people have an instant pot. What do you think about those? The instant pot can be really helpful. Um, it can take a little quicker than a crock pot, and you can put in a, a lot of things, turn it on, forget about it, go do something else in the house, and then um, you have, have a full so meal done. So the instant done. pot is this much time, the crock pot is yeah. the whole day. Right, right. Okay. But either one can be really helpful. You throw a lot of things in, and then you have a meal. Okay. So we have about four or five minutes left. Okay. Um, what I find at talking to people and at work, right now if it's 2.30 in sure. the afternoon and I had my lunch, I had a real busy day, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do, if you don't eat when you're hungry, blood sugar will drop, then you crave the mm -hmm. craving foods, which aren't good for us. Yeah. Um, I see you have a little bag there. Do you have yeah. any just suggestions for healthy quick pickup snacks. Sure, I'll grab some of them. And these don't have to be these specific brands. Yeah, some um, they're ideas. just ideas. Um, so one of the first things that I brought is of course a bar. Um, and I think people like to grab bars because they're convenient, they're already wrapped up. What if I have a nut problem? Oh, well, these ones are actually nut free. Um, this is a nice local company from Massachusetts. Uh, and why I like these and what I look for in a bar is just to make sure that there's not too much sugar in it. We want to get some protein in there. We want to make sure that when we look at the first ingredient that it's not sugar or some form of sugar like brown rice syrup or honey or maple syrup. Good point. So that, that's this one. Um, another thing that we've been liking at the store are these beef sticks. Um, so if you do eat meat, Yes. <laughs> um, Most people think of the beef sticks as high in nitrites, which right. we're not supposed to be eating and all that. Right. So yep. yep. So this is not your typical Slim Jim. Um, so this one is with nice and clean ingredients. When you look at the ingredients, um, it's grass-fed beef, and they um, just add some water, and it's a collagen casing. So this one, I, I feel confident Sounds in recommending. Sounds delicious. Yep. So this one is definitely a nice... Um, there's no sugar in it, and it's it's a high in protein snack. Okay. Um, something that I've been really excited about is let's see, is these new snacks that we just got at the store. Um, yeah, those were delicious. Yes, and so this is really exciting because we always like to recommend eating more vegetables, but can be hard to get them in, and we usually don't see packaged vegetables that taste good. Um, so this was a nice addition to the store, and it's just artichokes. We have olives and green beans and asparagus that are marinated. Um, they can be really nice just on their own, or putting on a salad if your salad's a little boring that day, you can add these to it. Okay. Yeah. And then the last thing that I brought too was these little bags. So they're reusable um, silicone bags, and these are food grade, so they're perfectly safe for food. And you can put anything in here. You can. Does it put, keep it fresh? It keeps it fresh. I, we've done an avocado test with it. You can put not uh, cut into avocado and um, kind of squeeze some of the air out, and it'll stay green the next day. Um, so any sort of vegetables, fruit, granola, um, stick it right in here, and then you can Excellent. pop it in the uh, 
in the dishwasher and use it the next Great. day. All right, and we are out of time. So if people have questions sure. about the different diets or they want to find out about a consultation to figure out what's going on with sure. them, how can they get a hold of you? Sure, so I'm on um, our website, uh, naturalcompounder.com, and then my email is tamara at naturalcompounder.com. That is great. Yeah, so feel so, free to um, reach out to me if you have any questions. Thank you so much. I think you gave our listeners a whole lot of good information. And with the holidays coming, uh, I yes. think people could probably use a lot of hints on how to enjoy the holidays and eat healthy. So if anyone has any questions about diet or about the different diet plans or why your diet isn't working, feel free to contact Tamara. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you for having me. My pleasure. We'll do it again. All right. Thank you.